Today's episode is brought to you by The Star Draft. Do you feel like you always know the Oscar nominees before they're announced? Or wish that you could share just a bit of Meryl Streep's Oscar glory? Well, now you can. Experience award season like never before. Sign up today to create or join a league at www.thestardraft.com slash attack. We're not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. Dying to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. Hey everyone, welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with... Mella. Lacey. And Rashawn. What is up, everybody? How you doing? What's up? How's everyone doing? It is the day after Christmas. We better now. (laughs) We better now. Get a little Christmas turnt. The star on the tree wasn't the only thing lit. I'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you drink? Um, a lot of Chardonnay. I went into the fridge this morning and I didn't realize I was like a bottle and a half in. So wine drunk and wine hungover is a very different experience too. I don't recommend. There is no hangover like a white wine hangover. Oh, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'm feeling better. Hey, but did, you, did you watch anything while you were nestling that? Not while I was uh, glugging down Chardonnay, but I have been back on my um, reality show bullshit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Me and Rashani. What? Lego. <laughs> MTV's Are You the One? And mm-hmm. I, I guess it's a show from 2014, but I don't watch MTV. We just decided to turn it on one night, and we are hooked. Is it like a romance reality? What is it about? <sighs> 20 people are in a house, and everybody has a match, like a scientific researched match. Mm. And Don't like it have, already? <laughs> yeah, they all have to find their match. Are you the one? Um People start not necessarily get eliminated, which you, which I love. Like everybody stays in the house, but there's so much drama and cattiness, and mwah, it's so bad. It's it's so good. If you don't really want to turn anything on that you have to use your brain for, I recommend. Night one, we had bottles being thrown, glass oh, broken. Oh my god! Good lord, give me what I need. <laughs> <laughs> Lacey and I are still chugging in a big mouth. We've almost finished the fourth season that just came out this month. Yeah. After that, who knows? Right. I also watched a really great documentary on HBO called Murder on Middle Beach. Oh, um, I want to see this. Yeah, it's really it was really well done. It's really hard to watch true crime shows about cold cases that are still unsolved because you want that satisfaction at the end of like, figuring something out Mm -hmm. but it's a really cool experience watching the documentary from this first person perspective um the the director and the narrator is the son of the woman who was murdered and he's the one investigating his mother's death and trying to murder on middle beach is an acronym for mom mom (gasps) oh my god is it mom no stop let me stop let this be cool. You cut me off just to say something that is not even true. Oh, what? I believed it. <laughs> Am I wrong? It's not, it's an acronym. It is. It was really good, though. It's really well done, and I'll be really interested to see what comes from it and how the case develops because of it. Everyone's chasing that jinx high. Everyone's trying to solve the murder in the middle of the documentary. Mm. Oh, I want to watch it. It's good. Yeah. It's good. All right, y'all. We got a big episode, so let's just get right down to it. All right. It's pretty significant, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What, what are we fighting about today? <laughs> you want to say the title, too? Or? Nobody no. can see my head banging. 
Fine, I'll do it myself. Score slaps. We are talking about Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> Citizens of the world. Let me here to change your life. Anything you want. Anything you dream of, you can have it. You'll break your sargos. Diana, look at you. It's like not one day has passed. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything, while people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Get used to it. The just-released Wonder Woman 1984, starring Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Pedro Pascal, Robin Wright, and the untouchable Kristen Wiig. Mm-hmm. is a sequel to Wonder Woman. It is set, shocker, in 1984, decades after the first Wonder Woman. This is about Diana Prince living the civilian life while also trying to be Wonder Woman and saving people along the way. But always something is missing when specific circumstances come around that she is granted access to her long-lost love, Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine. This same force, wielded by Pedro Pascal, allows Kristen Wiig to be everything she's ever wanted and more. We're going to start with a little pre-spoiler discussion, I think, for those that are thinking about seeing it. (laughs) And then we'll give you a warning before it gets into that territory. First and foremost, I loved every second of this. I don't know if it's because I'm starved for superhero movies or I can't get enough Chris Pine He's so good in this movie. I don't want to over-sexualize him, but I'm about to. Do it. <laughs> I am never worried about losing my husband unless Chris Pine is involved. Chris Pine <laughs> is me and Lacey's hall pass, and I mean for me. <laughs> Chris Pine comes calling. There's it's for me. I'm answering the phone. Uh, he oozes charisma. It's nuts. That's it. Uh, anyway, I think the performances in this are all fantastic. I will listen to someone who wasn't crazy about the writing, which I'm sure we'll get into, but this is a comic book movie to its core. It does not try to do what something like maybe Captain America and the Winter Soldier does and the Russo brothers do do with that, trying to maybe ground it in as much as they can into the this world of superheroes. I don't think this movie ever tries to do that, in my opinion. I think it knows what it is from start to finish. It's got a very clear point of view and i think it executes it great so uh let's play a game (laughs) (laughs) i mean no no surprise here i loved it i had a great time watching it i loved the first wonder woman i think we saw it in theaters twice and then we bought it as soon as it came out there is something about diana prince and wonder woman being a superhero who leads with empathy and compassion first Mm -hmm. and foremost always that I think is so powerful because that's what women are quote-unquote supposed to lead with and do and be. But she's also this strong, kick-ass, warrior Amazon woman. There's something very visceral in watching her for me. It's just so exciting. But I I don't know. I I was trying to think about, like, did I like this because it was a really great movie or did I like this because I like what Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot have done with Wonder Woman? I don't really care. I don't care why. (laughs) I just really had a great time. So I... I liked it. I didn't love it. I think I definitely liked the first one a lot more. When I first started watching this one... I was so in. I love anything that has that nostalgic feel, as I'm sure you guys know. Mm-hmm. It was like 1984. It's, it's super 80s. Like heavy 80s, heavy man. Heavy 80s. And I was like, okay, we're doing this. We're at, it looks like the Starcourt Mall from Stranger Things. Like every 80s mall looks like that, apparently. I was in on it. And I felt like 
it was like you said josh a true comic book movie where it was like she was throwing these guys you know the the quote-unquote bad guys and it looked like it would say pow or bang or something without actually saying it and i was like oh my god this is so different from the first one and i'm in on it and i love it but then as it went through it i feel like it kind of fell out of that and i wish that would have stayed it would have stayed that movie that we had in the beginning do you think that's possible though with what i think that would be possible maybe if it was just Kristen Wiig's character versus Gals, but given what happens with Pedro's character Maxwell Lord, do you think it can maintain that energy? The stakes that Maxwell Lord introduces mm-hmm. changes the tone of the movie in that it has to get darker, not le- not more, n- not maybe so grounded, but it's still campy but heavy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it could still happen. I know we're going to get into it later and I don't want to spoil anything yet, but I think I had issues with the plot. Like, I, I know there has to be a big bad guy and that's fine, but I feel like it was just too much. Like, it just, it was one thing after another that I'm like, what is happening? And I wish he was just like this big bad guy that was like, simply i want power i'm gonna do anything to get it but then we started adding in war and famine and other countries and i just thought that was like way too much that i feel like if they would have just kept it in dc you could have still maintained that really comic movie that it was in the beginning okay okay rajon so oh jesus (laughs) hey guys i'm back you never left me (laughs) never left so I, like Lacey said, I adore the first Wonder Woman. I actually rewatched it. And um, I think it's so, I think it's really special. I think the first Wonder Woman is really special. And, and we'll get into a lot of why that is and Diana's character, just the entire character of Diana and Wonder Woman. And I was so excited because as if you've listened to a few of our episodes, I love Kristen Wiig. I, I don't know how i feel i i can't say that i didn't like the movie but i also can't say that i really loved it for the first time i feel like i'm in that middle ground where where i don't really know how to function Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a really rough place to be so sorry you feel that way jump (laughs) one direction or the other just jump fuck it i'm i think i'm probably gonna jump towards mel once we get into spoilers, mm-hmm. because there were things about this movie that I ate up. Like she said, the fir- the sequence in the mall is is dynamite. I love it. Mm-hmm. It feels like a completely different style and tone from everything that the first movie was, but it's it's confident and strong and colorful. And then there's still another two and a half hours that have things that I don't really love. I will go ahead and stand for Kristen Wiig because I think she dominates what she's given, which Mm -hmm. I don't think is a lot, but I think she's incredible. Pedro, yeah, everyone across the board, you won't hear me disagree about that. I think the acting is very, very great. You forgot somebody. Gal? Somebody else. (laughs) I have an issue there. However, I will give it to you, Josh. He's he's great. He's incredible. Who, wait, who? Chris? Chris. What? He's a movie star. He's a movie star. I don't I don't need to like reiterate that he has charisma and he oozes charisma. That God he, damn it, he does. Got that, but oh. uh, catch me in spoilers because he shouldn't be in this movie. Oh, let's do it. I mean, I think here's the thing. You got oh. everyone's. <laughs> you got everyone's opinion on the movie. If you watch movies or decide to watch movies based off of one of our opinions, there you have it. It's on HBO Max. Steal someone's password if you haven't seen it. This <laughs> podcast what... will be here when you get back. Going forward, Rashawn, hit him with that spoiler warning sound that you made. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> Before this tale, bloody revenge reaches its climax. I have a few unanswered questions. It's our little secret. 
So, the wish stone, the monkey's paw. That is the that is the what? Nothing. Keep going. I'll get to what it. What is what is giggly about it? We needed a MacGuffin, really. What I insights s- then? I don't know. In the comics, Cheetah gets turned into who she is by a voodoo doctor. Thank you for not doing that. Yeah. But I'm hearing this a lot as people think there are too many messages and there's too much going on. I don't think that at all. I think there is one message to the entire movie. I'm going to give it a cheesy phrase, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's that the greed and the desire for more and more, whatever, in whatever aspect, is the downfall of people. So take, for example, Barbara v. Diana. Barbara just wants to be like Diana. The -hmm. the perfect allegory is how they deal with this sexual abuser on the street. What I have done, what Barbara did, yes. But the thing is, Barbara's not used to that. That's why you have that montage at the beginning with Robin Wright's character training Diana and telling her how to use her ability and basically condemning her for doing for straying off the path. Mm-hmm. Barbara didn't have that training. I'll tell you what the one message of the movie is because they say it right away. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? The truth is the truth. And I as much as I love what that first 10 minutes is, and I wish we could just stay on Themyscira the whole movie, honestly. But she tells her, you can't cheat, even though you took a shortcut. The truth is the truth, that you can't win because you're not ready to win. And that's the truth. It doesn't matter how you got there. This is right in front of you. They took the route that was intended for them to win, and they won. And then the rest of the movie deals with that, and then we get to the end, and she says it again. I get that. It's just that message that they state clearly is like muddled for the next two and a, two hours for me. What are the stakes then? If if it stays in DC and it doesn't it doesn't become this worldwide conflict, what are the stakes? Exactly. I think the stakes have to be as big as they were in the film, or Diana wouldn't have let Steve go. It had to be the world is going. I mean, that's that's the the thing she talks about with the wishes, with the monkey's paw throughout the whole movie is all of these civilizations who have had it have been erased from history. Like right. it had to be on the brink of that for her to give up the one thing that she, she really wanted. She would have lived a mortal life with Steve Trevor if the world wasn't in danger. And that's his line. He says, I can save the day but you have to save the world. That's what he said before. That's what he, his his shell said in the movie. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. The reason why I love 2017 Wonder Woman so much is how heartbreaking and bold and concrete Steve's death felt. And bringing him back in whatever form, whether he's using this hunk's body or whatever, dilutes that decision and that choice and that loss. I feel like if Diana had spent this movie, even though it's almost 70 years later, but if she had spent this movie grieving Steve and learning that she didn't need need the love of a man. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like all the goodwill and all of the strength that they built up in her in the last movie kind of falls away when you bring back part of the loss that strengthened her. I I think as a viewer, it's what humanizes Diana. And I think that's part of her and Wonder Woman that is so powerful and exciting and and wonderful to me is that she feels like a real person yes she's immortal yes she's an amazon but like she has the heart and the soul that most superheroes we don't get to see that emotional base and that side of so i i don't i disagree with you i but she's not human like she's and and the the first movie spent so long telling us I mean, the first thing her mom says is this, this world of men does not deserve you. And I love the fish out of water story that they reversed this time and I don't think works as well. 
mm-hmm. where she just she's in this world full of people and it's so heartbreaking when she tells Steve she's like I killed Ares I killed the god of war why is war not stopped and mm-hmm. she just doesn't she's not human she's not from this world she doesn't understand that people can be bad Terrible. and so I, I in this movie I agree with you does humanize her but I don't think that it should because she's not human well i think what this movie does that i like is this movie has a series of domino effects and i mm. think unless someone can think of a better reason for a, a better wish for her to lose her powers i think everything in this movie needs to be a domino one thing leads to another and i think a way that i really liked in that if she had her powers from jump street if she never lost her powers if she never was mortalized i think maxwell lord's character never would have even made it to that satellite and i think that was what's important to the central message is that no matter what your wishes or what you want you have to get there truthfully mm-hmm. it felt off to me too especially at first then i just gave in to those baby blues uh <laughs> but i think it had to happen that's why i don't like superman at all is that like he has no weaknesses and i think they may be and i get having this woman's only weakness be a man on paper maybe sounds a little backwards but to me it's less her weakness as a man and she'd rather be a mortal with steve be a mortal with steve than immortal without him and I think that's a big part of Diana. And I think, unfortunately, well, fortunately for us, but unfortunately for her, she listens to Steve where he he says, we don't have a choice. And I don't think love is a weakness. I no. mean, I, anybody who has, who has suffered a great loss like that, the first want would be to be with that person again. Like, of course you want to be with them again. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't see Chris or Steve as being like, I don't, I don't know. I, I get, I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Give me a love story. Let me cry for 20 minutes. Let's go. Could we have not had, because I think canonically, she's bisexual. We had a love story. It was right there. <laughs> And you had to bring back Chris Pine. I'm like, no, get out of the way. Chris Wick's right there and she's in love with her. I thought for one second that's where it was going to go. But I was like, no, Chris Pine has to come back. But it was right there. It was right. Like, it's, I don't know what they talked about before they yelled action. Barbara is in love with Diana. Mm, 100%. I I will give you that. I would have not taken anything away from this movie, but I would love to see that is a love story between Diana and Barbara and then. Barbara becoming corrupted by the power of becoming the cheetah. How cool is that? Like Barbara takes the wish. She wants to be Diana. And then Diana has the temptation of making a wish and bringing Steve back. But ultimately she decides not to. Ugh. But then give me that see, right now. But see, <laughs> no, because then she body Barbara like she did when she got her powers back. She fucking three shot her barbara's not experienced enough if if diana doesn't lose her powers there's no stakes diana's diana she's wonder woman she, but if but if steve's not there sorry i love you chris pine kiss me on the mouth but if steve's <laughs> if steve's not there then we have that time to see barbara grow and realize more of her strength and become formidable to that diana that is my one my one bugaboo with this movie is i wanted five times more barbara and five mm-hmm. times more cheetah yeah. cheetah in wonder woman comics is top three wonder woman's nemesis and nemesis? She ain't number three <laughs> <laughs> they like they go claw to claw claw to fist claw to brace whatever the fuck they take swing blows at each other all the time the white house fight scene from start to finish was uh, from the hallway with mm-hmm. steve using a, a serving tray Mm-hmm. All the way to Barbara running out the front door. I loved every second of the White House fight scene. I wish, because when she showed up as a cheetah and it was already like the last 15, I was like, wait, what? She's her final form and this is all we get? It's I not wish... though. Thank God. What do you mean? She, she never renounced her She did her not wish. renounce her power or her wish oh, at the right. end. She never renounced it. You know, I think she's yeah. coming back. I think she's coming back. But I, uh, what I was going to say is, like, I wish there was a scene 
when she's wearing that leather jacket with the studs on it and mm-hmm. Gal is like, Why are you why are you doing this? I wish she would have been Cheetah in that fucking moment. Like she oh, would have walked like, through furred out in the White House, you mean? Yeah, like just like <laughs> let's go. I'm the Cheetah, what's good? Like like you said, I wanted more of that. Again, that's this is my that was my biggest problem is I wanted more Cheetah, especially because we are it we are kind of promised a lot of Cheetah. Mm-hmm. And I get it, do the old switcheroo or whatever with with superhero movies all the fucking time. And two, that's the thing is they kind of wrote themselves in the corner with that because they implied that Pedro was using a few of his trade-offs and his wishes to make the cheetah the cheetah instead of just a fast girl in a cool jacket. Mm. And But he wasn't able to do that yet in the White House because he had to get access to the satellite. So they kind of wrote themselves into a corner with that. And I, I can see it would have been cooler. But she didn't need to be fully developed cheetah because Diana didn't have her powers yet she was essentially mortal with a cool whip right can we talk about that cool whip speaking of whips i watched a movie on christmas day that i watch every christmas that shares a few parallels with this movie that i love so much here we go jesus christ (laughs) for the good this is i think this is good i think gal gadot is michael keaton Kristen Wiig is Michelle Pfeiffer. Pedro Pascal is Christopher Walken slash Danny DeVito. And I think there's a lot of, if you haven't seen it in a while, that's okay. But I latched onto that pretty quickly about 30 minutes in. And I was like, oh, I'm like kind of about this. But then it, you know, here comes old baby blue eyes and he ruined my life. But Ah! (laughs) he ruined my life too, shit. He ruined my life. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, shout out to Batman Returns. I love you. <laughs> and you I, got snow I, at the end. So and I got the Christmas go. movie. Yeah. I think Wonder Woman's Invisible Jet is the dumbest thing in all of comics. So dumb. And I was thoroughly impressed with how they handled it in this movie. The reasoning, her father being the one that has shielded the mascara from, from human eyes the whole time is how she shields the jet. It wasn't arbitrary and it wasn't long lasting. It was just, we need to stealth this jet to get the fuck out of here. It was Quite arbitrary, my dear. How else? They would have got <laughs> shot down. How else were they supposed to escape? So she has this power that she has not used in 60 years. She's and she doesn't it. use it before they take off. She had before on a coffee cup that she lost. Okay. Why would she need to turn something invisible? No, I think Because what she's is stealing before. a jet from the No, I mean, I mean, why would, why would she need to use it before? Because she's stealing a plane? No, Before. you said she. Ha- you said she hasn't done it yet. No, I'm saying she- when she gets in the plane before they take off. Why? Yeah, that was dumb on her part. But I think she was like walking into this military base with a grin on her face. She wasn't really thinking. She was thinking about getting her boo a, a plane finally. That Smithsonian keycard got her real far. I was about say. to say, how you get get in there? You just we were never we're never really explicitly told how high ranking she is, but. It's implied pretty high because everyone at the Smithsonian knew who she was. I, I I was able to suspend my disbelief for that. Well, she studies anthropology, yeah. Mm, every, yeah. But also this is pre-9-11, so airline security is uh, a fraction of what it is now. The fi- the fireworks were like super romantic and cool. And I, it was but, sweet. It's it was just, sweet. I, she just doesn't need to be in this movie, you guys. Everything... To me personally, please fight me. I, I just think it undoes so much of what they did beautifully together in the first movie. I don't think it undoes any of that. I don't think him being in this movie detracts from the message of the first movie or the sacrifice that either of them made in the first movie. I think it amplifies their connection and what they meant to each other. You just get more of it. And I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I'm not upset. Well, yeah. Yeah, we're like they have insane chemistry like we all agree i would have been pissed if he survived in any way well i I'm, hope not he's he stole some dude's body and they're just fucking in I, it that's again weird. i wish i wish they had addressed that like <laughs> hey does this guy have a family or this guy have a family <laughs> does this guy want to have sex i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what did we think about the action set pieces i'm seeing a lot of complaints about the lack of action it's like that's not wonder woman one had big set pieces with movie in between same thing happened here stop going to the middle east i like, was gonna say yeah. i just hated that whole part i just don't 
the whole For what? Yeah, the whole storyline just muddled and yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't we can do without brown people bad narratives right and i think that's one of the things that i was like if it would have just stayed in dc that would have been fine for me to answer your question about the action sequences sorry to keep going back but what's so great about the no man's land scene is how how long they take to build up to it but also the weight not just behind the meaning of it i mean her with that shield against the hail of bullets is just it's iconic at this point and then when she burst into the warehouse there was like a there was a weight to her using her knee pads and the lasso that i think this sequel didn't have it was just like very bouncy and rubber bandy Mm -hmm. that i don't it, it felt a lot more like stringy was the word i don't know because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah the physics behind the lasso were inconsistent and, and behind her yeah well she's that but that she's a god so oh, well oh. and i i actually really I, I it feels like a lot of wire work went into the action for wonder woman and for whoever she was with because of the lasso the uh, tactical physicality that happened with the action sequences. It was very clear that they wanted to minimize people CGI as much as mm-hmm. they could, and they wanted to use the, the actors and the stunt men and women mm-hmm. for the action as much as they could. And it was clear to me that, that they did that as much as they could. Right. Um, especially in the mall scene and the White House scene. I love that. Like, I love to see stunt performers kicking ass. And do what they do best. Doing yeah. their sh- yeah. It's so exciting. It's so exciting and so cool. So I thought the action was great. I thought it was on par with what the first Wonder Woman did. I want to know your opinion on something. If w- any of you disagree, I'm requesting that you uh, remove yourself from the podcast. <laughs> oh, don't tempt no pressure. me. <laughs> and I'll ask you right after this break. Mella. What's up, Rashani? We are going to the Oscars. Oh my God, what? I don't have a dress. Well, let's go shopping because the cinephiles are a part of the Hollywood Awards season this year. Thanks to our sponsor, the Star Draft. What's the Star Draft? Well, it's a little like fantasy football meets the Golden Globes. Well, here's how it works. Head to thestardraft.com to create a league to invite friends or join a public league and make new ones. You draft a team of 10 actors and musicians. If you think Viola Davis is going to sweep every award show this winter, you draft her. Before every nomination and award show, you set a lineup. Every time your actor or musician earns an accolade, they earn your team points. Then, sit back, relax, watch the awards, and rehearse your acceptance speech. Because the site's top-scoring team at the end of Oscar night earns a cash prize. And the best part about it, it's 100% free at thestardraft.com slash attack. That's www.thestardraft.com slash attack. See you at the Oscars. Can't tell that we did that in one take, right? So perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a a section of this movie that I think is the best of the best done by the best of the best. And that is the score by Mr. Hans Zimmer. Mm -hmm. Should I pack my things now or should I come back? (gasps) Why not? What? I thought you loved Hans I'm trying Zimmer. to keep a lid on it, but why not? <laughs> Look, I love Hans Zimmer. The Lion King, The Preacher's Wife, Man of Steel. Hans Zimmer's The Bee's Knees. I, I love the score. I But I loved it in Batman vs. Superman. You know, when we first see her. I, I've loved the Wonder Woman theme regardless issue with you the one one theme song is the best superhero theme song and i will be taking no arguments on that yeah give or take if he wants to fight himself give or take the dark knight like i'll <laughs> no he can fight himself i don't know <laughs> but uh, um the best 
moment that's scored in the movie is from another movie. Well, um, it's her theme song. Are you, ta- are you No, no, no. There's the scene when she flies for the first time is mm. scored by there's a movie called Sunshine with uh Chris Evans and Killian Murphy and they use a very prominent score from that scene to score. Well, I didn't know that. Well, you love Killian Murphy. I'm giving you a Christmas gift. Is that the one about the astronauts? They are in space. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, yeah. I, go. Yes. Josh, you would love, you would eat sunshine up just for those two people alone. Fuck. Yeah. There's <laughs> when cheetah gets fully cheated out and there's a moment you get the cheetah score and there are, I want to slow it down. I want to play it without all the action and the sound effects, but you can catch multiple uh, similar note sequences between Wonder Woman's score and Cheetah's score. Mm -hmm. They have an insane amount of similarities, and but Cheetah's is obviously darker and has way more minor keys. And it's just thank you, Hans Zimmer, for everything you do. (laughs) Love you, boo. I also uh, speaking of the flying, I. I think personally, I again, there's a lot of very cheesy ways to introduce things like an invisible jet or a non-flying character flying. I really didn't hate how she flew. Basically, you, you already found out that this lasso can, this lasso did a lot of heavy lifting in this movie. Yeah. The lasso can grab onto anything, including lightning. Why can't it just snap and use the, the momentum to launch herself forward and i didn't hate it but i would like to know why you carmel and rashawn did hate it <laughs> i mean i i don't necessarily think i hated it i also i told rashawn i was like i don't know a lot about wonder woman surprise surprise but i wasn't aware that she knew how to fly and she he- couldn't and then she could and then she couldn't and she could that's why she had the invisible jet and then she like okay. it's been all over I, I, I didn't hate it either. I would have preferred her not to do it. <laughs> but Just I in general? But I didn't. Yeah. I, yeah. One of my favorite moments was when, after Steve dies, and she screams and, and flies. The running was great. Yeah, so the running into, into lassoing the plane and launching right. herself from the plane. If it, if it would have just been that, I think that would have been really cool and really powerful. Yeah. But if you're going to sort of give this origin story, quote unquote, on how she learns to fly, this is not the worst way you could do it. Not the best. I agree. I didn't, <laughs> Sean. He thought he was slick. I didn't, I didn't think you guys were going to catch that. I didn't need it, but I didn't hate it. I didn't mind it. But you didn't. Right. Need I feel it. the same. But I, I didn't need it, but it didn't detract at all. I. That's what I feel like people are doing. People are like, I didn't need it, so it wasn't good. And it's like, no, that's not the case. You may right. not have needed it, but that doesn't negate the fact that it. it was done well. Like, see, I I thought she like launched herself into the air, and then she kept going, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, she's like, oh, okay, like it never stopped. Like I would have just preferred like the run, the launch, wee, and then she would have come down. But that's and- how she keeps her connection to Steve. Like he, that's that's how she. He's in, he's in the clouds. He's in the sky, right? Yeah, when she flies, Noah. she's with Steve. <laughs> no. Oh, like dead. You oh, yeah. Are... <laughs> she said she was like, sometimes I'd be looking up, she did. and I feel like well, she saw there. a plane in the beginning. That's what she meant. She meant t- looking at planes. Well, now she's in the sky. She can fly now, so she can be even closer to those planes. That's what she said. She said, "You gave me the. You have the one gift that I cannot." obtain or whatever she said flight is she, right unless she just needs to find unless steve is in hell who knows oh my god what? i don't Sean. know we don't know what he was a spy we don't know what he did that's true <laughs> i love you Lacey. no you don't no you don't anything you also want to get off your chest before you get mad at me during the game time <laughs> oh my god i really enjoyed this movie and i think overall it's an it's a superhero movie. It's an action movie. Just go to have a good time. That's what it's being made for. And I think the overall message of greed is bad. Choose others over yourself. I tell I, the truth. Tell the truth. 
I mean, I just think. Just a little concussion for you. Oh my god, I'm just done talking. <laughs> Play the tape. No, keep going. You no. just think what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, one more. of the things that I do that I did really like was when Diana and Barbara go to dinner, and Diana finally is just like, "All right, let me let me let me take this girl off for some dinner," and they have that like really genuine conversation where Barbara is like I want to be like you you know like I would think you were out all the time and just you know she's it's funny and Kristen Wiig does such a a good job at playing those parts where it's we we all have met this type of person they use their comedy because they're actually really awkward and I feel like she's so good at it but she's sitting across from this gorgeous woman that she has no idea who is legit otherworldly and diana is like yeah you have no idea what i've been through and like just this the previous scene we see her sitting at a cafe alone and i feel like that right there i love that scene so much but um i don't know that's that's the only scene she liked god <laughs> that's damn. the only scene i liked no no that's not the only scene i liked. you didn't talk just... about the fight scenes you didn't even like the white house fight no i did i liked it I... her voice went up i her did I liked it. I will say. And I like the mall scene better. Stop lying to me. There was a scene in this where I actually got thoroughly choked up. Got a little misty. You? Josh? Me. Yes. Lacey what? was there. The mid credit scene. Oh. With, he hated it. With he Linda? hated it. No, I was just... I, you wow. you swerved and I thought she was going to skeet. And- <laughs> I was I was trying to go through the movie and you went past the movie. First, the 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 Steve dying scene was good for me. I think it hit it hit the notes it wanted to hit. You get the acknowledgement that Asteria is still alive. Mm-hmm. Diana talks about how she's been looking for her and all could, all she could find was this armor, and it seemed like sort of a throwaway line. And I think it was just the sweetest because Marvel has sort of forced the hand of the mid and post credit scene to have to tell you what the next movie is going to be or have to give you some some little thing and i don't think it does i think that's one thing i really like that james gunn does about guardians is most of the time the mid and post credits is just a fun little easter egg to hey look at this for the fans and i think throwing in linda carter's hysteria was the sweetest most love lettery mid credit scene i think i've ever seen i loved it it felt a little like the old guard when andy talked about her one of her first, yeah her first loves and yeah it's good that crossover huh Girl, girl, you want me to love a movie? <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. do want to say I, 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 like I said in the beginning, I was torn. I, there are things about it I really, really loved, and yeah, that's all. <laughs> Let's play a game. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Really, they don't matter if you win by an inch or a guessing game. I don't think we got angry enough at each other, so Josh. There's a certain spice level of each episode I want to hit. <laughs> we haven't quite hit our Scoville yet. <laughs> so I think it's time for some trivia. Oh, oh. you ooh. Lacey, you could have stopped I this knew, and you did I it. I know, I tried to stop it. I gave so many ideas for games for this episode. Next time no. just did put, you? put a little Benadryl in his jack. <laughs> Knock his this ass is out. tea, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are going to do trivia, but a little differently. It's going to be superhero trivia. Does not have to be DC. Does not have to be Marvel. Does not have to be Wonder Woman. Great. So it's just a free for all. Whatever it's Josh wants. Us. Whatever I want. Blue. They're all pretty mainstream. At least one of you, Rashawn, will have heard of the character before. But there's a twist. I'm going to give you this character's wish stone outcome. So I'm going to tell you what they got. Mm-hmm. but what was the consequence? And you have to tell me who the character is. For example, if I were to do Hawkeye, which I won't because I couldn't take none of you getting it right. Ooh, sorry. He's going to be a master marksman. I have read the comics, you bastard. Be nice. And Hawkeye sucks. <gasps> so if I were to do Hawkeye. I'm just bringing some spice. He asked thank you. for it. <laughs> That's what I want. I would say he becomes a master marksman, but he lost his hearing. Got it? That's the mm-hmm. example. Everyone with me? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. I'll start with an easy one. First one. Mm-hmm. They can be villains too. It's not just heroes, by the way. This person became a billionaire at the cost of his parents. Uh, it was me. I think Lacey. It's Tony Stark, Iron Man. Oh. Oh, no. No. It was me. For sure. I know who it's, it is. It's Bruce Wayne. Oh. Yeah, Bruce Wayne. But Lacey, you're not technically wrong. I just was planning a Batman, so we'll give Lacey half a point. Well, if she's wrong, she's wrong. I'm Rashawn, you do you want your full point? I can take away and give it to Mel right now. Uh, do take it. it away. Do it. Do it. Mel gets a point. Lacey Yay! gets half a point. I'll be insubordinate all game long. Next character. This character became a god at the cost of being detached from humanity itself. Rashawn. Thor? Mm-mm. I knew it. Mm. Detached from humanity itself? Oh. Oh. Everyone else gets to try first, Rashawn. Then you can try again for oh, half a point. We're making rules in the middle. Yes. Mela? Is it Thanos? No, he's an eternal, not a god. Oh fuck. Come on. Lacey, you have a guess? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, just guess, Lacey. What do you think? I don't know. Loki. Mm-mm. Rashawn, for half a point. Well now I don't know. Because he's not a god, so never mind. Oh, is it Maui from... It's Maui from Moana. No, it's not Maui from Moana. (laughs) I was going to say Hercules, but that's not right either. The answer is Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen. See, I haven't gotten to that episode yet. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) We gave up, Mella. We gave up on that. Nobody cares anymore. All right, this next character became an unstoppable force. At the cost of being a fucking serial killer and terrible red hair. I saw Lacey's hand first. Carnage? That's Carnage. Cletus Cassidy. Yeah! From what? Carnage. Woody Harrelson's fucking orphan Annie wig. (laughs) I was going to say Chucky. (laughs) (laughs) Next one. This character became a feared criminal mastermind at the cost of getting acid thrown in his face. Rashawn. Harvey Dent. Yeah. Two-Face. Two points. Thank That's you. One point Thanks. for two faces. <laughs> so Why got... are you being so saucy? Because so he, Rashawn... for... he asked for Scoville. Is that uh, how you say it? So he's bringing the side. <laughs> what are the scores at? Rashawn won, Lacey one and a half, Mella one, right? Oh, I really got that point taken away? Yeah, yes. you really did because you acting up. <laughs> yeah. Let me write it down to make sure. I don't want anybody cheating. Rashawn, two. Lacey, no. Lacey, a half. No! <laughs> Mel got Rashawn's one for being a dick. And then... <laughs> Two-Face. Okay, next. This person got to control an entire element at the cost of surviving the Holocaust. Rashawn. Eric Lyncher. Superhero name, please. That is correct. Okay. I need to do the I, Josh, where as soon as he finishes reading the question, I just need to raise my hand and then come up with the answer after. <laughs> take take a long time. Lean back when you raise your hand and take like a full second leaning forward into the mic. I almost gave you bonus points for the full Magneto name, but... No, he doesn't need it. Yeah, nah. he's fine. Two more. It's anybody's game. It's not my game. You could still win. Oh, okay. You got to get these next two correct. Okay. This person successfully found the cure for lost limbs. At the cost of being permanently turned into a bloodthirsty monster. Rashawn? Morbius? No. Close, though. Bloodthirsty? A, bl- a bloodthirsty creature. Not just any old monster. <gasps> oh, can I guess again? They gotta get, they gotta get theirs. We're not gonna know this. Not, I have no idea. Rashawn? Is it the lizard? It's the lizard from Spoderman. Bullshit. <laughs> All right. Mel is out of the running. Great. <laughs> but Told you. you can still play spoiler. Lacey, you can tie. You're only down by one point. You know what? Final question worth four points. Um, <gasps> so it's anybody's game. Wow. So on me and Lacey's hard work. <laughs> Correct. Down the drain. Hello? No. <laughs> I've been playing. This character became a master hand-to-hand combatant. At the cost of his vision. Oh, oh. Rashawn. Oh, no. Put it down. 
wrong. No, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'll say his real name. I will say his real name. Matt Murdock. Daredevil. Holy Daredevil. Shit, Daredevil. Wow. Incorrect. Mela? Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have an answer, so. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded good to me, bitch. Give it to Rashawn. He Rashawn got wins. It. Yeah, boy, yeah, I just would like to say I held my own in trivia. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. I don't know why you don't believe in yourself. Obviously. Listen, go back and listen to a couple Mm-mm. trivia Mm-mm. episodes. <laughs> I ain't going to do that. <laughs> Wrapping things up. Seems like we've come to a few conclusions. Chris Pine could get it any day, any any <laughs> any year, any place, anywhere, any form. Period. <laughs> Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Great performances, but definitely some writing that can be interpreted differently by the viewer. Viewers with taste will love it. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, among all the great performances of this movie, the best comes from a one Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Joshua. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. We are going to try to find the fastest connection between one of the stars of this week's movie and connect them to one of the stars of next week's movie. So, let us try to connect Chris Pine to a one Robert De Niro. Ooh. I think I got it. You're the host. Damn it. So what? It's Chris Pine. Chris Pine was in This Means War with Reese Witherspoon. Fucking wanted to use. Who is in Walk the Line with Joaquin Phoenix, who is in Joker with Robert De Niro. Boom. Well done. Well done. Was Reese Witherspoon in any movie with Jennifer Aniston? No. No. They're just the morning show. And morning show. Yeah. That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment, rated us on Apple Podcasts. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Mella, hit him with that theme music. No, for our for our show. Oh fuck. Sorry. Was that Careless Whisper? Sure was. Please cut the tape. 